This is Bobby Guy with the 10-Minute Health BizCast. This is album four, track two, which is the second part of our interview with Lynn Katzman. What's been the reaction across the sector to what you've been doing? <laughs> well, uh... You know, Bobby, I I um I know your listeners may or may not know me. I'm uh, I'm a short, small woman with a big mouth, and <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm passionate, and my colleagues are passionate about what we do, and I think uh, above all else, my goal was to make a difference in my professional time on this earth. And so when we learned about Connect for Life, you know, it it became really clear to us what we had, that we finally not only had an idea, but we had proved it and could monetize it and that that had value. So, you know, I was out there early on speaking about this, and I think it was probably early for a lot of people, but I will tell you that um, more and more people understand this now more and more operators do executing on it is not that easy particularly if you have been behind coming up the technology curve so i feel better these days bobby than i did five years ago let's put it that way tell me what it looks like for others in the industry if they want to embrace innovation and begin adapting what can they be doing well, I think there are a number of things that they can do. I think post-COVID, one of the positive outcomes of the pandemic is I think people, not only our industry and operators and owners, but also residents and staff are embracing technology in a new way. And I think that's really important. At the bottom, to manage care transitions, to do this work well, we need to eliminate silos in the healthcare system. And the best way to do that is by having a common playbook, having information and a way to communicate easily, quickly, and clearly. And so technology is important. I would urge everyone to make sure that they have the appropriate operating platform, electronic operating platform, and that they are producing the kind of data that's necessary to demonstrate their value. And frankly, that data is not that sophisticated. It's hospitalizations. You need to know your hospitalization rate. That's the, if, if I were to point to one data point, I would say, look at that. Obviously not all we look at, but that's, that's the key to this particular product, if you will. It's the key to connect for life and value-based care. That's how you make money. I'd love to get you to share your vision of what good senior housing and long-term care will look like. What should we all be hoping for and expecting? That's, a, that's the $24 million question. <laughs> you know, I think we're evolving. I can't tell you what it's going to look like 10 years from now, but I can tell you directionally where I think we're headed. And I think just as the healthcare system is trying to eliminate silos, the days of creating settings whether they be nursing homes or or assisted living communities that are segregated from the community, either geographically or 
from a service perspective is over. And I think, you know, just as we did some work on integrating care, different providers across the continuum, I think senior living of the future is going to be far more integrated with the community. And you're going to see different models of food service. You're going to see different, vastly different models for resident engagement. You're going to see communities where the the spaces, the public spaces are used in very different ways. And I think it will be far more vibrant. I think it will allow different opportunity for people to stay a part of the greater community that they've lived in for many years. And I believe the senior of the future wants that. And that doing so will not only create a more vibrant and vital lifestyle for people, but I think it provides ways where we can better manage expenses and how we provide the services that we have always provided and will continue to provide. But instead of doing it all, we may be arranging some of it. We may be finding ways to share a space to provide a service. That's exciting, Len. That's really exciting. So as we close, let me ask you this. If you could change just one thing about how we do healthcare in the U.S. today by snapping your fingers, what would it be? (laughs) One thing. um, I think the one thing that I would really like to see, and this is kind of indicative of your whole line of questioning, is I'd, I'd like people to understand that change is good and that as much as medicine has changed and real estate has changed, people have changed. And I think none more so than in the last year via COVID. And so I think embracing change rather than fearing it is probably the thing I'd like to see change the most. And I think with that, you'll see more innovation. You'll see more openness to new programming that I think ultimately will help our business thrive. Lynn, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. This has been the 10-Minute Health BizCast, broadcasting from Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks for joining us.